0: Welcome to episode number 153 of the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media and presented to you by our friends over at SeatGeek. And uh, we had this guy on a season ago, but he's so good at talking and playing baseball and just life in general. I decided to bring him back because at this point in the football season, his Miami Dolphins are 3-0. Of course, they could be 4-0 or 3-1 by the time this is released, Justin Turner. Aren't you excited
1: (laughs) about your little fins? They're so cute. Cute. I mean, I'm excited about them, but I wouldn't describe them as cute. I think they're uh, dynamic. Uh, they're playing well on both sides of the ball, and uh, we'll see how much trouble they get in for Tua playing in the second half last week. Why? Because <laughs> it was just a bad back, Justin. I thought he had weak knees. I don't know.
0: Yeah, that's what it was. How? Did, I don't even know how you became a Dolphins fan. Is it just because there wasn't really a football team here for a while, and...
1: Yeah, so in 94, I was 10 years old, um, and the Rams and the Raiders both left L.A., so there wasn't a football team in Los Angeles anymore. I was kind of just getting into the whole sports world. Um, I have an older cousin who was a big Dolphins fan, and so he would take me on a lot of Sundays, and and we'd go watch the Dolphins games. And so uh, there was also a movie that just came out around that time called Ace Ventura, um I was a big fan of uh love Jim Carrey uh love Snowflake so uh yeah it all kind of just added up and then as I got older and started like becoming more of a fan it just made more and more sense to uh cheer on the Dolphins because they haven't had a lot of success in my fandom so uh my claim to fame is you know one of these years they're gonna get hot they're gonna you know, roll off a Super Bowl win and no one can tell me I, I jumped on the bandwagon because I've been rooting for the Dolphins my whole life. So that's that's true.
0: They come out to LA. They play the Chargers in December. I'm sure you've already got tickets for that game.
1: I don't have tickets yet, but yes, definitely gonna try to get there. I might have a wedding though that weekend. So um yeah. We'll see. I usually try to get to one dolphins game every year um somewhere in the country. Last year we went to uh Tennessee to see him play the Titans. They were on that, whatever they had ran off like seven. You wins. were the one that brought him the loss. Good job. Yeah, I was, I was all fired up to go down there. Um, I actually got invited to sit in the owner's suite. Um, so I was sitting up there with, uh, with Tom and Ross and Dan Marino was in there. And, uh, I felt like an absolute tool bag because, I was like, Dalen Waddle was going for the all-time rookie catch record. Yep. So I had my Waddle jersey on. I had my Dolphins beanie on because it was cold. And I was all like, you know, super fanned out. And then we get in the suite and everyone's in like suits and ties and all like buttoned up to the nines. And I'm just like, I'm like that jackass sitting in there, like in a Waddle jersey, (laughs) my beanie and oh man and then they lost of course and and waddle didn't break the record and it was just a disaster i was like man i'm never getting invited back to sit with these guys they're probably like who's who invited the clown that brought all the bad luck
0: (laughs) that's true fandom i mean was that your first time meeting marino or had you met him before
1: i had met him before uh courtney had got me tickets uh at a game in miami um for my birthday a few years ago and, and um We got invited up to the the suite for that one as well. And and Dan was up there. That was the first time I had met him. So that was obviously pretty cool. I mean, talk about some paws. This guy, this guy's mitts are like like Mickey Mouse hands. They're huge. Was he wearing isotoner gloves like he used to sell (laughs) back in the day?
0: Or was it just bare hand? hand. Just bare hand. Yeah. Yeah, You you uh having become a Dodger icon over the last decade. Uh, have gotten to meet some pretty cool people. Where does Dan Marino rank on that list for you?
1: Uh, for me, he's up at the top, like top three for sure. Uh, not only for his quarterback skills, but also for his acting skills in Ace Ventura. So. Yes, that's what. Yeah. yeah, that's usually what separates
0: greatness out of the quarterback class of '83. Significantly yeah, the, better actor than either than either John Elway, uh, Jim Kelly, Tony Eason. Todd Blackledge and Ken O'Brien. I think that's the six quarter. Who? Those guys don't even exist to me. It's oh, me. you stop it. So I'm <laughs> curious, if he's top three, who's like one and two in terms of, ah, of man,
1: I have Man, I haven't really put that up there. Uh, you know, Denzel came in the locker room and gave us a speech, which, I mean, that's pretty special, right? Mm-hmm. Like Denzel coming in and, I mean, he held court for a good 20 minutes. Uh, I'm getting razzed over here. I mean I'm, I'm, I'm in the Clubby's office in San Diego and so in Spencer's office. And so like there's a window here and the food room's behind me and guys are all kind of yeah. But well
0: if they want to uh, pop in and say hello they're more than welcome to. Tell I I apologize. You're taking one for the Rose <laughs> team today. Thank you.
1: <laughs> no, but Denzel's Denzel's probably uh top 3 and then uh Kobe. Um Kobe came in uh before the playoffs in 18 or for the World Series in 18. I uh, was in the in the clubhouse. So that's probably number one. Uh, Denzel. I think that was earlier this
0: year, right? When he came Uh, earlier this year. Yeah. Earlier this year. Yeah. That one is, I mean, when you're an actor and you're known by just one name, right.
1: That's pretty special. You know, he wore, he actually, he wore a Yankee hat into the clubhouse and his son, his son is a huge, huge Dodger fan. So um, yeah, he's got the Yankee hat on right there. But we we got him to take it off. Uh he didn't put he, I don't I don't think he put the Dodger hat on, but he took his Yankee hat off when he was talking to us. So but talk about a huge, huge, huge baseball fan and Yankee fan. Like he he was, I mean, very, very knowledgeable. So yeah. and that's kind of what's surprising. And, and you know, we do get to meet a lot of people in LA and a lot of celebrities, a lot of musicians, and um you know, at Kershaw's ping pong event that he has every year, it, it's just littered with celebrities everywhere. And, you know, we're talking to guys like Brad Paisley's there Yep. and he, his knowledge, I mean, he knows more about Dodger baseball and our farm system than anyone I've ever met in my life. And so it, it's always like a crazy dynamic, you know, talking to these guys that we look up to and we see as these big you know country stars or movie stars and we're in awe of them and then hearing the way that they talk to us and how like oh my god like you're a dodger i can't believe it and i'm like wait a minute like what like that is just <laughs> like pinch yourself like wait why are you blown away to be talking to me like you're the one that is like multi-platinum or grammys emmy all, all these awards right and uh, like I don't know. I just don't see myself in that light,
0: I guess. Yeah, two two noted things on that. Brad Paisley, noted Cleveland Browns fan. Yeah, he is. He is a huge Cleveland Browns fan. We had a discussion about that. And Kershaw Ping Pong Charity Tournament. Oh, you mean the one I don't get invited to any longer?
1: Yeah, why is that? What happened? He, he's not down I with know. John I think,
0: I think it's because I played so poorly the last yeah. time... He was, uh, there's some bad, there's some bad, bad ping pong players. So I don't think that's an excuse. I, uh, AJ Ellis was my teammate the last time I played, I believe. Well, AJ and
1: and Kershaw are really close. So maybe AJ pulled the plug on you. You might have to talk to him about that. I think that's probably what it was. I think so. (laughs) That's fair.
0: Today's episode of the Rose Rotation presented to you by our friends over at Seat Geek. Okay. We're getting close to the playoffs. Your team is in it. Do you want to see them or not? Of course you do. So follow a few special instructions. Grab your phone, download the SeatGeek app, and off you go. In fact, if you use the promo code ROSE, you can get 20% off your first order of tickets at SeatGeek. It is very simple. And by the way, if your baseball team didn't make it, NFL's in full swing, college football, NBA's around the corner, NHL's about to get started too. Oh yeah, and there are concerts 365 days a year. So whatever, what's your whistle, whatever floats your boat, it is that simple. Go do something on SeatGeek. And they hook you up because they rate every ticket on a scale from 0 to 10 to make sure you are getting the best deal possible. Plus they color code it. Green, good seat. Red, bad seat. Repeat after me. Green, good. Red, bad. Perfect. Once again, go download it on your phone. Use the promo code ROSE, 20% off your tickets at SeatGeek. I know, I saw your fantasy football draft. Your team, I have no idea. I thought there were like three people in the league based on the team that you ended up drafting. It was that good. All
1: right.
0: You know, um, Who takes it most seriously in that clubhouse? Is it you or is it somebody else? Austin
1: Barnes. He's, I mean, 24-7, nonstop. I mean, it we're trying to convince him to do a weekly, like, semi-podcast just for our league, like, giving, like, the injury updates, the who's hot, the who's not, and just, like, a quick little 10-minute, like, voiceover and send it to the league every week. I think it'd be hilarious. I mean, we were on the bus riding over here today, and he was just reading off the injury report, and everyone's (laughs) – I mean, this guy is insane about fantasy football. And he's 0-3, so he is not a happy man right now. Oh, he's on – guys who expect to do well,
0: and then they're slow out of the gate because there's panic. You don't go a full 18 weeks in this league.
1: He sent out about 400 trade offers already. Like, he's just trying to completely – blow up his team right now like full panic so oh. it's great and he he's the guy on the team that everyone just loves going at so this is perfect this is this is like ideal because he's 0-3 guys are talking smack to him he's running his mouth like it, it's a great combination are you uh are you teammates or somebody or you fly solo on this yeah I'm with Joey Gallo and our strength coach Brandon McDaniel we have so many guys that want to play that every single team is either doubled up or tripled up. So, except for Trey, Trey Turner boxed out and refused to have anyone on his team. So.
0: Really? Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't know why he just, he just wanted to ride solo. So, but we picked up Joey late. Cause obviously Joey got yep. traded over at the deadline and um, he's actually, he's very knowledgeable, very good yep. input, uh, talking about decisions and what's going on. I, I, I enjoy his take. So. He's a big, if I remember correctly, he's uh, a big Giants fan.
0: I'm not sure.
1: I think. Why would he be a Giants fan? He's from Vegas. I know.
0: So, yeah, he's from Vegas. And I uncovered that because I was talking to him in Texas one day. And, uh, yeah, I, I found out he was a big Giants fan. And when we had him on the show, I mentioned that. And he's like, now you're blowing my cover. I can't be a Giants uh, fan playing for the Texas Rangers
1: so yeah well that. then he went to the then he went to the Yankees and he was in New York yeah but I don't know he he wasn't really making a push for for Barkley mm. as a Giants fan so I, I think he's done a good job of compartmentalizing his fandom and, and separating it so uh I did not know I'll have to ask him I'll have to ask him who his team is I have never drafted a brown
0: I can probably say I've never drafted a brown I uh I can't do it. I can't mix my business and pleasure. I have several dolphins.
1: Tyreek? Uh I have Waddle. Okay. And I have Gasecki, And I have the Dolphins defense. Ooh. So yeah. Okay. But in years past I've had I've had several dolphins. Yeah. Right. I, I don't like last week I have uh I have McKenzie, Isaiah McKenzie on my Ooh. team. And I benched him because he was playing against the Dolphins, and he went yeah, off. that's all. Twenty-one always point, right. But I was like, I, "There's no way in hell I'm going to root for this guy while he's playing against the Dolphins." Like, I can't do that. I know. So, but you you understand
0: this? See, now you get a taste of what it's like to be a true fan. We as fans have no impact on the game. Whether you started or benched Isaiah McKenzie,
1: I understand. That. Nothing to do with the outcome. I understand that, but I couldn't live with myself if he caught a touchdown pass against the Dolphins, and I was like, yes, for fantasy football. That's, that's not happening. So I benched him.
0: Yep. You know, you're with the rest of us. Um, speaking of Joey Gallo, uh, your entire team played dress-up, <laughs> and I had to zoom in on the picture of the four of you guys going shirtless, tuxedoed, like Chippendale dancers. Yeah. Because at first, I was like, now I know that Justin's in – in better shape than he was a few years ago. There's no way that's him. So when <laughs> I, when you first look at far, it, you really that's start... not far off though, Chris, like I gotta tell you, I'm, I'm sure I'm not going to ask you to raise your shirt right now. I'll take your mm-hmm. word for it. No, be <laughs> <laughs> because two guys went real, two guys went prosthetic chest. And I was shocked that Bellinger was one of the prosthetics.
1: Yeah. So, you know, originally it was just me and Cody going to do this. And Cody found these, I don't know what he was looking for on the internet, but like <laughs> he found these like bodysuits and was like, dude, check these out. And I was like, oh, like we could be Chippendales for dress up. And he's like, yeah, I'm in. And clearly he didn't know what a chip, I, it would have been, you know, belly's probably at the age where magic Mike would have made more sense to him than a yes. Chippendale. So I was like, all right, Chippendales, we're in. I'm going to order the suits. I'll order the tie or the bow ties and the cufflinks, and we'll be good to go. And I think there was some confusion because when I said Chippendales, he was thinking Chip and Dale, the chipmunks. <laughs> and he was trying to figure out why we had cufflinks and bow ties if we were dressing up as chipmunks. And I actually even showed him the picture, right? I'm like, hey, look, like, here we go, Chippendales. And I, I probably should have said, like I said, Magic Mike, and that would have made more sense to him. Uh, but, yeah, there was some confusion there. And then with Joey, Joey was actually I'm, – I'm sure it's it's well-documented him and Hanser are, like, best friends. And they were going to be Power Rangers together, and Joey's Power Ranger outfit, for whatever reason, didn't show up on time. Mm. So he didn't have anything to wear. Uh, and I ordered extra – an extra bow tie and extra cuff links, like knowing that there might be a couple guys that didn't have a, a costume. And then Dre got called up the day before. So obviously he didn't have time to get anything. So that's why they're all natural. And we went with the, uh, the body suit, by the way, those, those rubber suits are like, they weigh like 30 pounds. They're heavy. No, shit. They yeah. And it took me, we got into Arizona. I went to my hotel room and it took me about 45 minutes <laughs> trying to get that thing off because it is so tight and so heavy. Like I was like wrestling myself on the bed in the hotel room, trying to get that suit off. And I wish there was a camera in there. So you guys, so I had the footage of it, but it was, I was gassed. I was spent. It was like a 45 minute wrestling match with myself. <laughs> Dude, what do you, I mean, what do you do eventually? Do you have to cut yourself out of it? Use the jaws of life? That thing was like two hundred dollars. I'm not cutting it out. I still have it. I'm keeping it. It's hanging in my closet right now. I, I, I've seen what you made. You could lose. You could lose the two hundred. It doesn't work like that, Chris. <laughs> That's how rich
0: people stay rich.
1: They <laughs> yeah.
0: use their body suits.
1: I can't believe I spent two hundred dollars on that damn thing. <laughs>
0: um, I don't know which. Uh, I think my favorite outfit outside of that one. Was Mookie and Freddie going as Tiger and Stevie Williams?
1: Yeah, that was classic. That was a classic one. Freddie, Freddie actually had like a custom Stevie Williams like caddy suit with like the number five on, and Mookie was like Tiger to a T. So it, that was good. And then they had the little plastic golf clubs, <laughs> golf set, which I thought was a nice touch. But yeah, uh, the sneaky one for me was was Heaney, the Dr Pepper guy. With the, oh double. yes and then he even like got on the ground and like posed and like yeah
0: that was a sneaky good one good effort by the dodgers very yeah. good effort we actually um, had a trainer, Our
1: trainer was connor mcgregor and oh, he did yes, all, I the, saw. all the tattoos and he had the flag and like i thought that was a good one too thomas did he thomas did he beat
0: good. the shit out of your bus just to make it real life
1: he didn't throw any rails through the windows or anything so it wasn't he didn't quite like like acted out 100%, but uh, he looked the part at least. I do want to talk
0: a little bit of baseball with you. Um, You had the honor of playing against a guy who became the fourth member of the 700 home run club last week in Albert Pujols. Where does that rank in terms of just moments for you on a baseball diamond? I get it. You want to win every game. You don't like to see your pitcher give up home runs, but Jesus, it's happened four times in the freaking history of the sport, dude. Yeah,
1: I mean, that's – you know, for milestones, being being at the field and celebrating milestones, like Kershaw breaking the strikeout records up there, obviously, and, um, you know, I got to see Derek Jeter break the Yankee hit record. Uh, that was actually – I got my first hit the same night he broke the Yankee hit record. Um, but, like, that is – I it I can't even really describe it. And obviously, you know, you don't want him to hit home runs against your team, but like, I'm pretty sure everyone was fired up to get the opportunity to be there in person and say, like we didn't want to watch him hit two homers in San Diego, you know, like the series before and and do it. like I'd rather see it in person. So, um, it was just, it was awesome. it, w- it was it was weird, but it was awesome at the same time. And the fact that he hit two in one game, uh, to just get it over with was, was crazy. And, uh, you know, I've, I've known Albert for five or six years now, seven years now, um, mostly off the field through foundation and charity stuff and going to his events and he comes out to my events. And then last year, you know, when he came over to the Dodgers, uh, you know, I didn't really know him as a baseball guy other than, you know, how, you know, him, right. Like mm-hmm. watching highlights and you reading the, reading all of his stats. And, you know, when he came, when he was with the angels, he come to play the Dodgers and you see, he's got 9 billion hits and a hundred billion RBIs. And you're just like, Oh my God, like his numbers don't even fit on our scoreboard. Like that's how crazy <laughs> that is. And, uh, so last year was really cool for me to actually get to see him as a baseball player and see the work that he puts into it. He was one of the first guys at the field every single day. Uh, He was already a no doubt Hall of Famer first ballot when he came over to us and he was in the cage with our hitting guys doing drills and hooking up to rubber bands and like trying all this new stuff that was probably for most Hall of Fame guys would probably be like, I'm not doing that crap. Like I'm a hall of famer. Like I know how to hit. Right. And he was so open and the work ethic was off the charts. And uh, you know, he talked about it. He, he got on the mic and, and, and said to our fans, you know, he, he found the joy in baseball again when he came back to the Dodgers. And um, I, I saw that. I I truly saw that. Like he was so happy and so excited to be there every day. And um, he you know, we're fortunate enough to have been around Kershaw or played with him for nine years and understand why he's a Hall of Famer and all the work that he puts in off the field that fans don't see. But uh, getting that, I think he was with us for five months, getting that five month glimpse of Albert and everything that he puts into it and the work behind the scenes. Um, it's no wonder like he's had the career that he's had and I couldn't be more proud of him.
0: I'm happy that actually I know you guys probably could have used him this year. I'm happy it finished in St. Louis form because I was actually working the day that it was announced that he was going out to the angels. I was like, I can't believe this, you know, three time MVP, two time world series champ, early thirties still has something left in the tank and he's going somewhere else. And I was like, wow, this is so weird. I'm just happy that it finished with him and Wainwright and Yachty all in the same uniform. I don't know how it's going to go for them, but I it's, I think it's kind of a cool storybook ending. Don't you as a baseball fan?
1: Yeah, having those three guys over there in the same year and seeing uh, Wainwright and Yachty kind of break the record for battery in their starts. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I don't know if that one's ever going to be touched. Uh, I don't know if we'll ever see another 700 home run guy. Nope. Um, you know, they're they're kind of accomplishing a lot of things and as a guy who's getting at the back end of my career i i couldn't be rooting harder for those three guys to just keep doing it and keep producing and keep having success because you know i i obviously selfishly want to play this game as long as i can so um no that's cool and then you know the other thing is i, I think you don't really realize until they go back and you kind of watch that video of albert hit it that shows like every swing of the 700 homers yeah. like and goes by in like 30 seconds like i think People are quick to forget that he he's hit like almost 500 of those homers in a Cardinal uniform, right? Because you, I think, baseball fans are are more like, you know, what has happened lately, and and Mm -hmm. probably a lot of them see him as an angel, right? (laughs) And not necessarily a Cardinal because that was so long ago, and to realize how many homers he's hit uh, as a Cardinal is is kind of crazy.
0: Who's hitting you up on the, uh, on the chat. We all good Courtney. you know I mean? Courtney. Courtney's texting me. Oh, everything you know okay? She, you
1: know, this might surprise you. She's doing foundation work.
0: I know. I do yeah. want to talk to you about that. Um, in a second, but I, I want to ask you about this because you know, you, you hit the bottom obviously when DFA Baltimore Mets, all that sort of stuff moving on. And then you've had this amazing career in Los Angeles. And I saw the first six to eight weeks did not go the way you wanted this year. Was there a time where you had to kind of talk to yourself like, geez, because you're 37 at some point, things slow down where you're like, God, I might not get this back. Did you have to kind of give yourself a pep talk?
1: Well, it was more like 12 weeks of just grinding. Um, But no, I mean, I didn't feel like I was that far off. I felt like, I was still taking good at bats. I was still driving in runs. I was still, you know, everything was kind of right in front of me and I still felt good. I still felt like I was doing everything normal. I just wasn't getting the results. And, um, you know, it's not the first season I've had that's, that's been like that. I've had several seasons where she's, she's really blowing me up. Um, <laughs> it's not the first season I've had where I've had slow starts and I've had to make adjustments and figure things out. So like, I knew that, you know, I was going to come out of it if I just, you know, kept showing up and kept putting in the work and kept trusting the process. And, um, you know, sure enough, it, it, it has turned for me. And and the last uh, three months have been significantly uh, better than the first three months. But um, I just think obviously when you're 37, and things start out that way. Uh, it's so easy for everyone to just be like, oh, he's 37. Like, he's getting old. It's age. And uh, I think that there's plenty of guys in this game who go through struggles and grinding for periods of time that are 21 or 25 or 27. And so they just have different things to point out for those guys. And, and, and age is just, I think, the easiest thing to be like, oh, that's because he's 37. No, I just do You know, I just I just wasn't getting it done. But, um, you know, I'm feeling good now, feeling a lot better. So, um, yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> it certainly didn't go the way I wanted it to in the beginning. That's
0: for sure. Well, I'm happy that you turned things around. It's been awesome. The team's been amazing this year. Record setting performance. And when you guys have had the sort of su- success you have had as a team, Is it fair or unfair for people to say World Series championship or bust?
1: Uh, I think that's certainly the expectations in our room. Um, You know, we meet the first day of spring training and we don't talk about winning 107 games or we don't talk about winning the division. You know, the whole conversation stems around winning a championship. So I think that bar is set in our room from day one. And I think those are definitely our expectations. Um, Now on the bottom side of it, uh, bust, I don't know if is exactly the right word. Um, Obviously it would be disappointing if we didn't do it, but uh, certainly there's been a a lot of great accomplishments, you know, throughout the course of the year that have happened in this clubhouse uh, that we can be proud of. But I think, you know, the bar for everyone in here is, is to win a world series.
0: Okay. Yeah. Maybe bust isn't the right word. And also this is the freaking hardest sport. The Braves last year had the fewest wins of anybody going into the tournament. They want yep. it all. You yep. just don't know.
1: You just don't know. You just got to go out and play. So that's, and that's the beauty of it. Right. I mean, I think yeah. I like in other sports, you know, the team that's supposed to win on paper wins like 95, 96% of the time. And that's, kind of no fun in baseball you know you show up every day because you never know what you're going to see and and you hear it all the time like I see something new at the field every single day and that's that's why I love the game it doesn't matter what it says on paper it doesn't matter how you know tall you are or how short you are or how strong you are or how skinny you are like you can impact a baseball game there's no limitations uh physically to to what can be done I mean uh, one of my favorite pictures is seeing, you know, Aaron judge stand next to Jose Altuve. Right. That's just like, kind of def- like defines baseball. Like, look, it doesn't matter, you know, how enormous you are or how small you are. Like you can help your team win ball games. So it's cool.
0: Good thought. Um, you know, I'm really proud to, to call you a friend. Not only I like hanging out with you, you're funny. You've got a good sports attitude. you you do good things, but the Clemente award for the, this is the fifth straight year. You're the Dodgers nominee. Is that accurate?
1: Uh, Fifth year, not straight year. Okay. There there was one year I missed in between there. I don't know what Courtney was doing. No, I'm kidding.
0: (laughs) You guys just weren't in the, I I, I wasn't, I wasn't doing
1: my part, I guess. Um,
0: I know it's a remarkable achievement to be nominated and an honor for you. And it's not like, if you don't win and you're not named the winner of the Roberto Clemente award, it's not like, oh my God, real like, but what would it mean to you to be honored that way?
1: Yeah, I think it would be it would probably be right up there with one of the highest achievements I've ever received in in baseball, right um I think being. Even being nominated and being honored for it and, and selected is is pretty special um, because it's a it's a selfless recognition, right? It's about what you do in your community and, and what you do to help people. Obviously, this isn't why we have our foundation. This isn't why we, you know, do all the things that we do. We're not seeking an award, but um, it is pretty pretty special to be recognized for it and it means we're doing you know the right things and means we're impacting people's lives and lifting people up uh on a daily basis and i i know it would be awesome especially for court because of how much work and dedication and sweat and time she puts into the foundation Mm -hmm. i think this recognition would um the majority of it would go to her really. Um, she is the backbone of the foundation. She literally does everything. She, uh, designs the, the website. She runs the website. She runs all the social media. She, uh, is making phone calls, emails to sponsors, donors, um, recipients, setting up visits, setting up events, um, (laughs) mailing out packages to, uh, participants from the Turner Trot, um, just everything that goes into the foundation, she has her hands on. So, uh, I know that it would mean a lot to me, but I think I want it really bad for her because I want her to know that, uh, you know, her hard work and her dedication and her willingness to help so many people, uh, is being recognized. That's really was a really nice
0: comment. She is great. Uh we have love getting to know her over the years. She does a remarkable job. We were honored to be a part of your uh your bingo charity at the All-Star game which was a ton of fun. That was a blast. That was fun. That was really good time. Um, I think
1: that I think that blew some people I think that blew the expectations out of the water. Uh Yeah. When we went to MLB with that idea, uh Dan Halem was on board because he he him and his family love bingo. But I think a lot of other people were like, what the hell are we doing? Like, are we really doing a bingo event on the pier at eight o'clock in the morning? And even, you know, that morning when people were rolling in and kind of mingling and talking, I don't think people quite grasped the concept. They were just like, oh, I guess we're going to play bingo. And then once we started and you got on stage and, and people started calling the numbers out. Yeah. There was zero riffraff it was like concentration dabbing numbers. yeah and then that anxiety that build up that uh adrenaline when people were one number away i i just love to see it and and they mlb already said we're doing this every year every all every all-star game we're doing it every year it's going to be great Da-da-da. it's going to be bigger and better so um thank you for hosting that too oh you, dude please you, I, you know you me. Awesome. i love doing that stuff it was it's more than just a church ladies game but it was michelle's birthday it was it's true yeah so that that's the type of people you are you put the birthday on the back burner to wake up at seven o'clock in the morning and go host a bingo event so chris you're the man it's okay well listen we had the
0: john boy media party that night so michelle got way liquored up It was a little (laughs) too early for the bingo tournament but that night she was feeling great on her birthday don't worry uh, I love it. And all the yeah. John
1: Boy guys were there at the event supporting. So that
0: was awesome too. No, it was it was awesome. You know this. Anytime we can help out in any small way, please count us in. Court can hit us up. It is it is our pleasure. Love um, it. I appreciate your time on a game day. I'm going to spin the wheel of moderately interesting things and get you out of the clubby's office. Uh, I, don't like <laughs> Let's it. It. I don't like you're getting fish eyed all the time.
1: Yeah. I don't even know what's on here
0: uh giving mood is the category what is the last great gift you gave someone
1: oh man uh i just gave hanser a necklace uh a Shaka necklace so uh hanser is one of my favorite teammates i've had of all time his energy and just love for the game is unmatched by anyone i've ever played with and Uh, His whole his whole thing is the shakas. And and I don't think he realizes this is like a Hawaiian shaka thing. He he think he his definition is to switch it up like, hey, switch it up, switch it up. So, uh, yeah, I got him a necklace that has the shaka on it and it's all. Yeah. So I thought
0: it was because he led your team in number of games finished this year.
1: Well, he did set a record on the mound for appearances. Uh, so, And he's, he's talked some crap to some of our bullpen guys and, and said, hey, man, I got more innings than you. Don't talk to me. <laughs> it is amazing. What is, yeah, I mean, how many times
0: it, does he pitch? Like 10 times this year or something?
1: Yeah, I think it's nine or 10. The amazing thing is he's only given up like three or four runs. I, th- I think two homers and, and like four runs and 10 outings. It's wild. You know? Is that I'm, anything that you would dream about doing before you close your career? I, I threw an inning last year. Didn't give up a run against the Rockies. I have a bobblehead coming up on September 4th, and it's me pitching, this is my bobblehead. You mean October 4th? October 4th, yeah. You have, it's you fast. pitching? It's me pitching, yeah. I, I pitched with my sunglasses on and my oh, wrist Oh, yeah. On. Yeah. You were scared a, shitless? I think I'm the only pitcher in MLB history to pitch with sunglasses on and wristbands on. And I, and I didn't give up any runs and I got over to first and covered for a PFP, which is what I'm most proud of. That's gold glove material. Yeah. I mean, you should check out the commercial the Dodgers put out for the bobblehead. It's pretty
0: classic. That's good. I'll, I'll get it. I I, I want one of the bobbleheads. Please save me one. I'm a I know boy. a guy. I know a guy.
1: Okay. Did you, were you scared (laughs) pitching? Yeah. No, I was actually pissed off because I pinch hit with runners on second and third and one out and I popped up on the infield. And so I was so mad. I didn't even fully enjoy the pitching. like I should have. Yeah. Bummer. Yeah. Bummer.
0: Well, it's always great catching up with you, man. I I love the, uh, love the conversation. I I haven't seen you a ton during the season. I've been kind of a hermit just working on my beard game. About it your beard's
1: your beard's good. You got the salt
0: and pepper look on.
1: I like it. Yeah. Well, I do
0: die. I have to let you know a little secret. I die before, white? It, before every NFL network appearance. I died on Saturday night. You die at white or you die at dark. Stop. I die. I don't diet white. I don't hey, even look like Tony uh, Clark. I mean,
1: That's it enough. would be it, it, would be less die if you went white or gray. Cheaper. Trying Cheaper. to save John save John Boy some money, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: That way Clark, I can spend NFL network,
0: not even John Boy. I could spend it on important things like uh, like Chippendales suits. Right.
1: Hey, Chippendales don't have beards, though. You'd have to shave it. I, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. So you got the dolphin? You got the Dolphins beating the Bengals on Thursday. No,
0: too banged up. And I don't know if Tua's gonna play. And, no, I know. I, I bet you he'll get out there. I'm more worried about their defense that played 90 snaps against the Bills in that heat. That was wow. Yeah. Jeez.
1: But the Bills got the Bills were the guys that were gassed.
0: Yep. <laughs> well, it's filthy down there. 100 degrees on that. Ugh. Yeah. That's gross. Uh, finish up strong. Look forward to seeing your um, your playoff run. That
1: should be Thanks, good. Man.
0: It should be exciting. Uh, for our amazing producer co-producers, I guess, today, Dan Rourke and Robbie Chiracco. That is Justin Turner. I'm Chris Rose. We'll see you next time on the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media. Quick reminder, you want the best daily baseball talk? Tune in to Baseball Today live on the AMP app. Just download it on your iPhone. Yours truly and Trevor Ploof giving you all the commentary on the baseball news every day, 1130 a.m. Eastern on the AMP app.